gather around friends new and old and welcome to the powwow podcast we are your hosts philip and david and we'd like to welcome any new listeners to the show of course if you're a reoccurring listener welcome back we're glad that you're still here with us still along the campfire and honestly probably making money if you listen to this podcast because we have one very bold and very correct prediction from the other side of the continent right over there david yeah. hoffman picked the bucks for the super bowl i uh and you did <laughs> you didn't get the pantsing right no i don't know that the weekend you in, didn't in your wildest didn't dreams drop his pants would have thought no but he did drop a hilarious gif and meme worthy performance yes yeah lots of memes I yeah I honestly I picked the Bucks in last the last podcast because I think it, I thought it would be funny because I kind of figured that they wouldn't win and then and then they like every <laughs> everything I said like when I when I listened back to the podcast I everything that I said made sense up until obviously the part about the weekend but everything I said like you know it just felt true until until we we revealed that we actually hadn't even seen the Super Bowl yet because it was Saturday. That was fun. I, yes. I was I was delighted to be right. Yes, I bet you were. I, on the other hand, was drowning my misery in breadsticks. I happened to... So I do a full-on Super Bowl spread for myself. I go and I got some breadsticks from Pizza Hut of all places. And as soon as I went to go to Pizza Hut, uh, I went up and I wanted to just get 10. I had myself... Uh, my stepdad and my best friend coming over to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, and I was like, 10 breadsticks just for three of us. That should be more than enough. But of course, they hit me with the, I can get you 20 for the exact same price. What was I to do? I got 20 breadsticks. And because I got 20 breadsticks, all of us had to double dip down on it. And so I was bereft. I was taken away from wings, from burgers. I was taken away from all the good food because I was so full from the breadsticks because I, I, for some reason, just couldn't get past my head that, hey, the breadsticks will probably stay better than the burgers or the wings, Philip. And I just, I, ah, I hate myself for it. I love you, Phil. Don't worry. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. We are coming to you uh, doing our podcast both with hats. Yeah. And I find that... Yeah, this is the this is a first. Of course, we're probably going to have a lot of firsts since we are still fairly new. But I feel like this is the first. I'm not usually a hat person, but if you can ever find me on the streets and walk up to me and don't shake my hand and don't come within six feet of me currently. But if we're talking in the future, in years to come, the constant will be if you find me with a hat, there's a solid 60% chance that I had not showered that day. That doesn't mean that I stink necessarily. But it just means I have not showered from the time that I woke up that morning. Well, you know me, man. I I am a hat person. I love my hats. Right now, I'm wearing. That's true. Right now, I'm wearing the hat from the the Los Angeles uh, Rugby Sevens tournament that I went to, mm. like two week two weeks before lockdown happened. It was a sevens tournament hosted in Los Angeles for the first time in like twenty years, and I got to go. We bought tickets. A friend of mine went and. And like a week, week and a half, two weeks later, something like that, everything locked down and and all events were canceled. So, kind of my last really awesome go like uh, yeah, adventure. Well, except for the trip to New York that I that I did right before again right before <laughs> lockdown. Other than that, going to see that tournament was uh, was kind of my last uh, my last event. And uh, yeah, so this hat is very special to me in that in that regard. 
All right, this is That Slaps. I hope you enjoyed that bass line. That's coming at you from Jake Corlang, my good friend, who's uh, who's the most prolific bass player I ever did meet. So this segment, uh, if you're not familiar already, is kind of entertainment entertainment of the week, whether it be a song. You Up until now, it's all it's been all songs. But, um, you know, it could be anything. We, we're, Ooh, we like are to you leave foreshadowing? Uh, I might be. I might be. We like to <laughs> Up keep until it open. This week. We like to imagine that even even a movie might slap in in an abstract way. You know, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I I so believe. I'll start- yeah, I believe. Uh, I believe we've kind of kept a trend going where you've been going first, Phil. Do you want do you want to take it first? I'll take it first, just because just for this next and possibly last time before we uh, we switch it off. But I'll take it first just because I feel a tease coming, and I wanna I wanna ha- give you some some room to breathe on your your end of that. For mine, I'm gonna pick a song. It's called Mariposa, and it's by the Peachtree Rascals. Especially since we are recording this on Valentine's Day, it's it centers around love. It's 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 just a fun little ditty, uh, not by Jack and Diane. Enjoy the song. My hat's off to you, even though it still remains on my head. Okay, David, go ahead. All right, yeah. I mean, it, it. You guys know it. I am bringing to you a a not song. It is very much a TV show. I just finished season one of Ozark, and wow, wow, yeah, it it is. You know, it's 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 been highly talked about. It's I think it's won some awards. It is really high caliber TV, really high caliber. It's worth the hype. Oh yeah, it's it's very well made, well written, well like tremendously acted, and I've been very impressed. I've I've just started season two. Uh, season one is great. I highly recommend. Uh, if you liked, even if you may, uh, this is kind of loose, but if you like Breaking Bad, give it a shot. Season one of Ozark. If it were a song, it would definitely slap. All right, so as I mentioned in the previous segment, today you and me, Hoffman, are recording on Valentine's Day. Now, our standard day to release this episode is on Wednesday, so we realize that you probably, the listener, have had some time to breathe away from Valentine's Day. You're over it by now. Yeah, you've either enjoyed the fruits of your labor, if you remembered, or you're probably over the brunt of the punishment and derivativeness that your significant other has given to you because you forgot to get a gift or what have you. Uh, I think we are both. Do you celebrate whenever you're with a significant other, David? Do you celebrate Valentine's Day? Are you a person who um, goes all out or just a chocolate bar? I guess if I had the option to, I would be that person perhaps. But no, I guess not. Uh, I mean, okay. Two relationships in my life, three Valentine's Day while I was three Valentine's Days having been in relationships, and I think I've celebrated it once. The second time was because long distance, and the third time I think also long distance at or at least we we weren't together on the day, so we were just like eh whatever. It's it's never been a big deal to me. I don't I don't think you should need a, an excuse to be romantic. You know, I'm a romantic every day of the year. Yes. You know? Yes, you are. Yeah. So yes, you are. No, and I, I and I love you for it. I don't. I no. I, I Valentine's Day has never been big for me. I mean, it's an excuse to eat chocolate. Um, who needs it? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that Valentine's Day, whenever I'm with a significant other, I think I use it as an excuse maybe to go out. Uh, I think, you know what? I I wouldn't say that I'm a sucker for it. I'm I'm usually a sucker for. Christmas. Christmas is my big one that I actually I will fully buy into because I at the core of the message at what it at least the the foundation of what Christmas stands for and what it projects onto the world besides, you know, marketable marketability and consumerism when you actually just take that all away and goodwill towards man, I really can buy into that. I really enjoyed that thought process. Um and having that message spread throughout the world. But for Valentine's Day, I think it's a nice excuse. I I wouldn't go so far as to say I think it's somewhat arbitrarily weird to withhold the full significance of one's love and just give it forth on one day. I feel like there are a couple occasions throughout the entire rest of the year that would dedic that would demand for a person to show love or show how much they love a person that they're with beyond just one day, especially when it's a holiday. Not, I mean, I, I think you can make an argument that you probably would stand to benefit more by showing somebody what you possibly would give them on Valentine's Day just to add that on to their birthday because I think that that is a more, much more specialized, much more funneled much more distilled day about the other person and how and you can make that about how you feel about them on valentine's day though itself i i always kind of am afraid of how it it comes across so i usually have a discussion with my significant other uh whenever that were whenever that happens about the day because of course if if it matters to them then you know guess what it's going to matter to you yeah but at the same time and at the same time i don't think that uh, as long as you both, you both have to be at an understanding. If if one person really cares and the other doesn't, that's not good. If if both people really care or both people don't, that's where the harmony comes in. And I think that for myself, I don't usually go all out on Valentine's Day. I just, I recognize, I acknowledge it. I maybe buy a little more whipped cream as it were. But outside of that, I don't think... I go fully out for Valentine's Day. Um, yeah, but it look, leads to yeah. I, I want to go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, look, there's one thing that you said that that I feel very strongly about is that it really is very commercial. It takes the idea of you know a holiday that's about your significant other and it totally commercializes it, and that that's one of my least favorite things. And and, and you see it with a lot of holidays, sure. Easter, you know, Christmas for sure, but. It, at least Christmas, I really feel strongly about about the traditions behind it, and the commercial yeah. aspect is sort of layered on top of it. Valentine's Day, again, like I really, I could do without it, the the commercialism. Yeah. Kind of, kind of feels a little bit more prominent because the the day itself isn't that important to me. Even when I have had a significant other, yeah, it's fun to say Happy Valentine's Day and like maybe a gift or some chocolates whatever but it's not i don't feel that deeply like again like again i, I don't think there should be uh, there should need to be an excuse to have a, a romantic day you know i think there's no there, there shouldn't be one day a year where you where you feel obliged to get your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever flowers i think that 
that's something that that you can do at any time and and I've always felt that way and so I guess the commercial the commercial side of Valentine's Day really gets to me especially being single obviously <laughs> but right but but even 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 in a relationship I it's never been that like I just I don't I don't love it I really don't love it with all that being said and us being able to be high and mighty above all this commercialization and manifested love what's the biggest gift you ever got somebody <laughs> mm, for you want me for, you want me to start for, or for you, valentine's day yes specifically for valentine's day for the sole occasion of valentine's day being the reason that you got them a gift not you know not a birthday gift not a christmas gift not a i don't know fourth of july gift i i think I, i'm saying i'll let you go first okay I was in I was in high school where I feel like a lot of those emotions are much more raw, a lot a lot more just you just don't know what you don't know. And so Yeah, you kinda you kinda I was in late kind of an idiot in high school, right? Yeah, late high school, early college, I forget where precisely. And it was it was my first girlfriend and I got her on Valentine's Day. I knew I knew where she lived and so I had overnight those people who do like the pink flamingos in their yards? Are you familiar with this? This idea, mm, of people vaguely. Okay, so overnight, yeah, you overnight you you just hire somebody, and they wake up, and out in front of their yard are a bunch of signs or a bunch of flamingos or a bunch of whatever it is, and so I got a service to go forth and put all these little Valentine's Day a full Valentine's Day theme, uh, a soiree in front of her and of course the biggest thing was that they would take it all back so that that was truly the gift is that you get the full experience of like oh nice but then at the same token they come back the next day and take it all back so there's no cleanup it's all fun it's all no fuss it was it was my biggest all out that i've ever gone since then i've dialed it back i've realized the error of my ways i try to make it Every day is Valentine's Day by showing how much you appreciate somebody more so than just saving it like it's a bank and then just just blah, just putting it all out there. What about you? Have you thought about anything? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I already again, like I've I think I've spent one actual Valentine's Day with a significant other and mm. I got her roses and I okay. I might have paid I for mean, the movie yeah. tickets but again, like I've, I've I've never been much of a a gift giver on like it's not a big holiday for me. It's never it never has been, and it wasn't like I failed as a boyfriend. It's just not something that we made a big deal about, or at least we didn't make a big deal out of gift giving on that day. Uh, we went to go see. You, <laughs> you want to guess what we went to go see, Phil? <laughs> I think it was twenty Valentine's twenty fifteen twenty fifteen Valentine's Day twenty fifteen. 2015 was that uh was that it had i'm guessing some form of an action movie no man 50 shades of gray (laughs) oh yeah you did you went all into it 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 came out like we we were just like hey let's go see it let's why not it was you know yeah yeah, well, hey, you know, if you're gonna go in, go in for it, man. She she had so we're gonna she had read the the <laughs> she had skipped to all the sexy parts of the book, so she knew what was coming. Uh, <laughs> she didn't even read the whole book. Oh man, she just she went just straight to the descriptions of everything. Yep. Hey, I think she looked hey, up I, looked I, up which pages to turn to. 
And that's how she read the book. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of turning the page, let's turn the page forward into our next topic that we want to go to. Not a new segment, just a new topic. And it has to also do with love, even though, yes, we wanted to take a take a note of, of Valentine's Day. I think it, it lends itself to a bigger discussion that you and me are more interested in, and in that it's there are some people who have already found their Valentine, who have already found their their life partner and hunkered down and are getting married and beyond that having kids. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, it might yeah, it might have <laughs> it might it might be so significant that it might not have to be said, but I've I find it funny because I actually don't know how you feel about this, but I personally find it a weird idea or concept to have kids at our age and i'm older than you um yeah well okay let's not exaggerate (laughs) um yeah no it is weird weird. it is weird it's a weird concept to have kids at our age for me there's people who i went to high school with who 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 are having who had kids like i know people who i went to high school with who have two kids that's crazy yeah Cause yeah, I know somebody with two kids too. Yeah, well, I mean, and good for that. Like, I, I'm not. Th- there's no judgment at all. Like, I'm so like. Oh no! Judgment so happy, whatsoever. so happy for for those people. There's multiple, and uh, good for them. I you know I I do want kids eventually. Um, it just I guess if you're not at that point yet, if you're not having kids yet, then it seems strange when people the same age as you are having kids. I don't know. My sister, my sister just just had her first child a few days ago, and yeah. that's so exciting. But it is also extremely trippy when someone you grew up like I grew up with. My sister were really close, and wow, she's got a child now. It's crazy and it's exhilarating and so amazing. But it, it does it does sort of change your perspective on everything. Yeah, even if it's not yourself, obviously, going through one of these life moments of marriage, kids, or, you know, death, obviously, because if, you, if you're if you dead, you're, you're not going to be going through that. It'll be somebody else. But when if it's not you going through one of those life moments, I think it truly ages you and realize it makes you realize, wow, I'm, I'm of an age where life can now have significant consequences going forward. I myself, I think I had that first realization when somebody I knew went to, uh, not preschool, but elementary school with, all Mm. the way through high school, that person died. And we weren't even close. I would just say that it was, there was just seven of us who went to the exact same high school all throughout elementary school. And so when one of us died, there were a lot more people than just us seven who mourned for him and were saddened by that but it's those types of moments and those bookmarks in life in one's life that can really stand as singular moments within a person's life that make them realize just that age and life happens and it continues to move forward whether you want to or not it yeah. is. It's finite. And I find it so weird, especially to have relations, relationships with people who 
I personally know and yet and still they're the exact same person. They're just married or they have a kid or they have two kids because it's the first time where I have not as a kid looked up to somebody and they, they are an adult. They're a grown up and they're a grandfather or a grandmother or a married couple and they're just a middle aged man with a mustache. I mean, it's, it's, or a middle aged woman with, uh, with, with kids of her own or somebody's just a mom. Now it's, putting them into a peer group within with myself and putting myself into that aged community yeah. is truly weird of a conversation and inner dialogue that I have to have. It is. Yeah. I, I I'm totally with you. I um I look at so I look at this 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 tiny little baby and it, I'm the is, yeah and I I'm I'm her godfather and and I, I think to myself, I'm going to know this child, you know, when she's 20, if I'm still alive, I hope to be, <laughs> that yeah, I, you know, I will have known her her whole life. And I aim to be a, uh, a, uh, a big part of, of her life, you know, as a mentor, as a godfather. Uh, yeah, it, it completely trips me out that, that, that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what what else I can say about it. It is very special. But David, but do you I, think you go on? Do you think that because of the career paths we have chosen and how much they're in the public persona, just how much more so outside work can and should be put into it in order to become successful in the medium upon which we both have staked our career and our livelihoods into? Do you think that is why the idea of settling down and that the aspect in life that that provides is so foreign an idea for us? Do you think those two it's those two idealisms within a person that make it so unique and so weird for us as much as it might be for somebody else? I I I don't know. I I wouldn't be in the career path that I've chosen if I didn't think I could have a family and children and a wife and all that while still pursuing an acting career and, and filmmaking in general, um, I, that's something that's, that's more important to me than, than most anything else. And, and that that's always been the case. So if I, if I didn't think that I could have that kind of life, you know, I don't imagine I'll ever be Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> but but I you know I do still want to act professionally and direct professionally perhaps uh, casting even that's something that I've always wanted to get into I I don't if that if I thought that that was going to if I was you know thought that that was going to stop me from having a family then I wouldn't be doing it hmm so whenever you're with somebody d- when or has or does the conversation of wanting a child with a person, let alone marriage. I, I guess the first, I guess technically the first conversation could or should be marriage. But has the thought, has the thought of your career versus a family creating and starting your own family, has though have those two parts of your brain ever disconnected from each other? Have no. you ever disassociated yourself no. with and, the relationship? No, and my, because my my you know again two relationships, significant relationships in my life. The first one, 
um, young and naive. Yeah, we talked about marriage and children all the time. Um, the second one is not something we really talked about because I think we we both acknowledged that we were we were a bit young to be thinking about those kinds of things. We neither of us were in that arena yet. But you know, the the older I get, the more that becomes a present thing. If I were to get into a relationship, that would probably be a factor. I mean, probably. You, I, I, you never like to pigeonhole yourself. You never like to sort of give yourself limits right, in that right. way. But but yeah, it would probably be a discussion, um, perhaps. See, not not see, in the first me, few I, months, probably. No, no, no. That's a great way to to not ever have a Valentine's is date number one. Hey, could you press the bruschetta? And how do you feel about having kids with me? Like I, I feel pretty strongly about naming our kid Ted. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just a bit too much on the on any of the first what three, four, maybe even two months worth of dates, whatever that may be. Either way, I think that you and me, David, are on different scopes in that as I grow up, as myself, as I age and go further along in life, I think the idea and appeal of having kids becomes more and more. Dis, disaffectionate towards me. I don't know how this affects with other people. I don't know if this, if a lot of people who are parents didn't want to be parents until they were informed that they were going to be, or if the majority of them do indeed plan it out and have that yearn or some ember within them to want to be parents, and they just get stoked by the news of, of an event is happening. But myself, maybe it's my upbringing, maybe it's Maybe it's the fact that I was raised by a single mother that, and I've seen just how hard that is and how much it can be a detriment to other people's when I look at my, my close friend group, well, not my close friend group, but any pe person that I deemed talented within the arts because I grew up in, in, as an actor and I saw some, some friends get derailed because of the the essence or the, the, the presence of a child in their lives. I think I've just just, I, I think I've just have so much disdain for the idea of myself having a child because I think it becomes detrimental to my career. And so because of that, I think the idea of having a kid as I grow older has become less and less appealing. Do you think that might change if, if you were, if you were to meet someone who, who didn't share those, those views, man, uh, we are we are really opening up here. Go on, Phil. I know, I know, I know. I'm. I don't think so, man. I think if in in order to be somebody that I would be interested in, you'd have to at least be open to the idea of probably the majority, ninety percent. If I had to put a, a quantitative figure to it, ninety percent of my being will not be wanting to have a kid. Okay. So I, I, do, I think that that's part of the essence. It, 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 something, it becomes something of a deal breaker because of just how vehemently I disassociate kids to my career and how much of an importance I put forth to my career and my livelihood. All right, so we now bring in our next segment called Fun Factoid of the Week. Of course, each and every week we bring in a little fun tidbit, a little fun fact that we each discovered on our own. Uh, maybe it was just willy-nilly or we actively sought it out. Either way, we promise that it's true to the best of our abilities. <laughs> so I 
we'll let you, David Hoffman, go first. Yeah. Because I keep on stealing all the slapping thunder. You do. So I found out this week that potatoes, you probably saw the same meme. I have verified it, okay? Potatoes have more Ooh. more chromosomes than human beings. Potatoes have 48 chromosomes, which is two more than the 46 human chromosomes. Isn't that That makes sense. Fascinating. You are yeah, less it makes sense You are how simpler, you are simpler than a potato. Mm, yes. Potatoes May not have layers, but yet they are complex. My fun factoid of the week is the record for the heaviest berth is currently held by Yontis Anna Bates, who gave birth to a boy weighing 22 pounds and measuring 28 inches in her home in Seville, Ohio, on January 19th, 1879. But I love how it's phrased. Wow. 22 pounds. You know how why I love this this headline so much is because that's a great little story, right? Mm-hmm. Twenty two pounds, it has everything. It's immediately followed. The next sentence followed is the boy died just eleven hours later. How mm. friggin' depressing is that? That is depressing. Just to have, just to you're you're thinking you're just reading a oh a little fact oh that's cool wow that must hurt I couldn't imagine giving birth as a man that something like that coming out of my and then all of a sudden you're just like oh he died eleven hours later. Jeez. Way to just kill and sour the mood. All right. This is Once More. You guys have heard it before. This is our little afterthought to our main topic. And given that it's Valentine's Day, we're talking about the best candy. So yeah, baby. Where, I, where, where do we start here, Phil? What's your favorite? All right, I think we should start with chocolate because as much as people have their favorites on it, I think I think there's also a common general area about where we'll we'll go. So chocolate, I'm going to start us out. I'm going to go controversial right off the top. I'm going to go almond joy. I like coconut. Obviously, if you don't like coconut, it it's a complete non-starter, but almond joy, I I I love almond joy as a chocolate. Okay. Yeah, um Interesting. Yeah, chocolate for me. I'm I'm a snob, big time snob. I hate Hershey's. <laughs> when it comes to chocolate, or just no. in general, or ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> f- you. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I am. I am a. I'm. I'm okay. I love lint, like, just like fancy chocolates. I can't. I can't do Hershey's. I really can't. Um, you've you've outgrown it. You've outgrown. No, your I, I mean, I never really matured beyond Hershey's. I never really could. I never really oh, okay. could do the Hershey's thing. It's not. It's not a big. It's not a big chocolate brand. Brand here in Europe. Uh, here you got Milka, Cadbury's. Uh, well, Cadbury's is kind of a UK thing, but you got like Milka, and then you've got like certain Belgian brands and stuff. But the number one, hundred percent. Don't care where you're from best chocolate you can get is lint lint chocolate all right whether you like dark chocolate milk chocolate white chocolate lint is top of the line okay i would have to look i would have to look that up i don't think i've ever had it uh we go on next to sour the sour uh segment uh let's go to i'm gonna go with jolly ranchers green apple there is no doubt in my mind that jolly ranchers green apple is the best sour candy it's just a hint of sour, and it's not overpowering. It's not going to make your your booty hole pucker. 
as well as your lips. It's it's just it's just the right amount. And green apple is the best. Don't grape me. Don't you dare grape me. Here's here's where we here's where we we discover the divide here. Because again, like I didn't grow up with American candy, so I mean mm. I like really sour things. I'm I'm I tend to prefer gummies to hard candies. So like okay. really sour gummy worms. I I yeah. I I enjoy I enjoy really sour gummy worms. But right. I, I'm also weird, Finally. like I can't really do berry flavors. So it's gotta be like hmm. citrusy flavors or apple or stuff like that. Okay. Uh we'll end here on sweet, our sweet category. I'm gonna go with licorice. Hmm. And not just any licorice. We're gonna go with red vines. Oh, Don't okay. come at me with Twizzlers. There is no, no way that Twizzlers are the superior licorice out of the two. I don't even like licorice. I, it, it's but not it, even a. I almost thought you were gonna go fancy contest. there because red vines, Twizzlers. Either way, it's like it's kind of candy I'm licorice. The... Whereas like licorice can be kind of fancy. Um, I don't know. Sweet, right, right. sweet. I mean, when I think of sweet, I'm I generally gravitate towards chocolate, but I know we're we're sort of splitting them into two. So again, I'm gonna go with gummy bears, like or any kind of like Haribo gummy things. All right, moving on to our game. So every week we're gonna do a sort of uh, quiz game thing, a competition between Phil and myself. And at the end of the year, maybe year, I think we're going for, we're uh, we're gonna tally up the scores, and there might be some kind of punishment. So if you have ideas for punishments, please DM our Instagram at powwow underscore podcast. This yes, week it's my tell turn. Us how to best humiliate ourselves, in, <laughs> just for your amusement, please. So this week it's my turn, and right now, um, right now. So if we imagine that our main topic was our Valentine's date, then this game is the morning after, Phil. And how best <laughs> to how best to take on the morning after a Valentine's <laughs> a Valentine's night than with a cup of coffee. Phil, how do you take okay. your coffee? Uh empty. Empty. I choose orange juice. Oh, okay. Well, let's see how much. I'm not much... a coffee person. Okay, well then, <laughs> good luck, my friend. Let's see how much you know about American coffee consumption. That is so funny. Okay. All right, here we go. Here on we go. Questions, on questions that call for a percentage, you will have a leeway of plus or minus 3%. Ah, okay. Okay. Sounds right. good. Sounds good. Taking a page out of your book here. If you don't know what I I'm talking it. about, I love it. check out the episode last week. Okay. All right, first question. What percentage of American adults drink coffee every day? Oh, uh, I'm going to go with, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's a tremendous amount. I think I'm probably going to go 54%. Ooh, I'm sorry. Um, you would have been, you would have been good with, with anywhere between 61 and 67. So the correct oh, answer wow. is 64%. Okay. Yeah, 64% of American adults drink coffee every day. All right, question two. What percentage of coffee consumers take their coffee black? Ooh, um, let's go with, uh, wow, I, I'm feeling 7 or 17. Let's go with 17. Mm, double it, and you would have been right. 
it is 35 oh, wow 35 percent yeah yeah wow, that is that's surprising okay it surprised me too um maybe in italy i would have i would have been like yeah of course sure um sure all right so you 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 got to get the rest all three of the rest of the questions right I'm ready, baby. I'm All right. ready. The FDA recommendation for caffeine consumption is 400 milligrams or less. That's about four cups. How many cups do you think the average American drinks? You have a leeway of 0. Oh. 0.2 cups. <laughs> okay, so that does tell me that it, it can be in... Yes, it's average. Like, it's, a, it's, uh, a, uh, it's an average. Right, sure. So let me think about this. How many uh, per day? Per day? Yes, in a day. Hmm. Then I don't... Th oh, I'm going to go with... I think it's around three, but I think it's going to be about three... Wow. Three... 3.1. That is exactly right. <laughs> well yeah, done. Yeah, baby. 3.1 yeah, cups per day. Well done. I'm impressed. Very well done. For oh, someone who doesn't even drink wow. coffee... He doesn't even drink coffee. All right. Who drinks coffee more prolifically? Prolifically. Uh, men or women? That's a word. So a certain... Uh, let me just explain the basis from this for this question. A certain percentage of women drink coffee and a certain percentage of men drink coffee. Which one is higher? Women or men? Wow. I think women... No, men are more creatures of habit, but I think women will... Uh, I think that they'll... Because they get. I will early, say this: so I when I was reading this this article with all the stats, women and men tend to drink coffee for different reasons. At the same rate. Mm. Then I will go with. I'm gonna go with women because I think that they do a lot more than and men will use it for more of its effect, and women will just drink it because it tastes good too. You are, well. you're correct. Women, uh, sixty six percent okay. of women drink coffee. And 62% of men. So there you go. All right. What all right. Last one for all the marbles. Yeah, you can. We could win this week. What percentage of coffee? Give me like a morning after pill. <laughs> I would. It's another percentage question, which is not your strong suit, oh. my friend. What oh. percentage of coffee drinkers order their coffee through an app? Oh no! No! Um. What percentage of, oh, what, okay, so they have to be coffee drinkers, so therefore, if they're already coffee drinkers, then, then that means that if they're going through Starbucks, wow, I think that it's around 70%, but I, if I'm wrong, I think it's going to be on the under, so I'm going to go 67%. Not, not even slightly close. It's nine percent, nine percent. Yeah, oh, not wow. a lot okay, of people that makes me feel use the use the app. Yeah, you came real close though. You came real overall at least, not on that question, but overall you okay. came really close. I'm impressed. Um, wow. Maybe maybe in two weeks time. All right, so we have that game in our bag, which means that the official score for February thus far is David is at one, and I still remain at one with two losses to his one. All right. We have a few...
credits to throw out, Phil? Yes. Uh, thank you so much for the wonderful intro and outro music and the help with that uh, from our favorite friends down at Cass and Crossland. Make sure to check out their Spotify for some of their great tunes. Once again, thanks to Jake Corlang for that bass line you heard for That Slaps. And finally, thank you for the artwork provided by uh, Tara Armstead's uh, I will recommend her till the day is long because she is terrific. We use her imaging for any and everything with every chance we get because it is so gosh darn beautiful. Thank you. And thank you so much to you, the viewer, for tagging along with us on this wonderful adventure today. Of course, you can listen to us uh, every Wednesday, we release our podcast every Wednesday and with promotional materials uh, coming out throughout the rest of the week. So you can always stay tuned with us and we try to give our predictions and stay current with everything on the trends. You know, if, if uh, GameStop were to happen again, we'll probably we'll buy a couple of stocks in there. So thank you so much for you listening. Yes, you. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. Please continue to do so. If you aren't already, subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast format you possibly enjoy whether it be spotify itunes i think we even have google podcasts everything except for pandora forget you pandora we don't care about you we don't need you you aren't our primary source of of listeners you take care in these woods here there are bears <laughs>